Who are you when you're alone with your mind? Are you happy? When the world is quiet and the distractions and the noise is stopped, what is asking to be felt? Does your power scare you? Do you shy away from the darkness that exists within you? Do you feel at home within yourself? In this episode, I have a chat with my friend Tina Ford, a Ugandan neo-soul musician who uses music as an art of storytelling, incorporating dance and drama as a form of expression. Hi guys, welcome, welcome back to Can We Talk? As I always say, Statafa, we are back with season three. This season is on finding home and I'm excited to have my first guest for the season. Tina Ford. What's up? The, I think Tina is Tina Ford. You have to say both names. Tina? Yes. Ford. Yeah. She's actually the voice behind the soundtrack for this season. So, sample them. I'm joking. <laughs> I know if you eh? want me sample to. Sample them, please. <laughs> sample um, them. The same song, right? What? Came a long way from Africa to the six we're in it, we're in it for some real sleepless nights. Sabali, sabali, kuba tu vute wala. I say, sabali, sabali, kuba tu vute wala. An amazing voice. Um, so for those who don't know Tina Ford, I would say Tina Ford, in my words, she's going to introduce herself too. Because she can speak for herself. Um, but in my words, Tina Ford is a singer. She's a songwriter. She's a teacher. She's a mother. She's a sister. She's a daughter. Mm-hmm. She's a friend. And she's a force. I actually look to her as mentor vibes. I don't think she knows this. You can introduce yourself to thanks, the listeners. Thanks, Belinda. <laughs> First of all, thanks for having me. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> But um, yeah, you've said it, really. Singer, songwriter, artist in general. I just like creating. I like um, things that just make me feel like I'm growing. So singing is the main part of it. I like to sing. Um, and what else? What else? Like mother. Yes, I'm mothering a two-year, well, soon-to-be two-year-old. Um, Anthony is his name, the sweetest thing ever. Um, and I have many other things, but I think the most people, the most thing that people run away with is artist. Artist. Yeah. yeah. In every way. In, in, I would say I would consider that. I would consider myself really an artist. Even in mothering, I create, I make some art in mothering. (laughs) Is there such thing? Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, you're a creator. You created. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So how have you been this year? How was your first? Well, we're done with the first quarter of is it first quarter? Linda Kumath. Yeah, <laughs> first quarter of the year. So how has 20, 2021 been for you, just generally? I feel like it's, it feels like it's gone by quite fast, actually. Mm, same, same. I'm like, how the hell? Yeah. When my birthday reached, I was like, I cannot believe. Yeah. We're in March. Right. And March is getting finished. Right. So, like, summer is here. So, a new quarter. I already started making my goals for the new quarter coming in just yesterday. And it was uh, April 2nd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're already in the second quarter. And it's yeah. like, what? Already? But 2021, honestly, I think for me, first of all, 21 is my number. I say that. Because mm. I was born on the 21st mm. of November. So, I'm always like, 
when it comes to 2021, I better get my stuff straight. Mm. But it hasn't been like that. You can, you never, things don't always go the way you think they're going to go, you know? Yeah. So the beginning of the year had its little ups and downs. I was moving into a new place, um, literally and figuratively, really, because I felt like I was also trying to get to understand this person that just turned a new age, especially mm-hmm. 30, which is like, you know, a whole new era that's about yeah. to begin. Yeah, so... Um, so far, so good. Nothing much has come in terms of things that I've planned or wanted to or wanted to do. Hmm. But a lot of what a lot of things that I am so grateful for, like <sighs> like um, getting into a new job. Yeah, I yeah, have yeah. a new job. It's not even a job; it's a career. Yeah, but yeah. That's that's for me. That's just. An icing on the cake for what's happening in 2021. I quit my nine to five to do something that I really, 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 really did know that I enjoyed deep down, which mm. was teaching. So I am enjoying that right now. I think that's the highlight for my 2021. Um, so when you talk about discovering a part of yourself that you didn't know, let's talk about turning 30 first. Mm-hmm. Um, in my last, so I talked about for me, this switch came. 27 Mm -hmm. is when, again, home has just been in my mind, like Mm -hmm. just returning to myself. Like, am I living my truth? Am I, are these my thoughts? Are these my passions? Is this something I want to do? Or is it something I've thought I've always wanted to do? Mm -hmm. And things like that. That happened for me at 27. Mm -hmm. I think the first time we met you around my age right now. Yeah, I was. I (laughs) was. was. Yeah. 27? I I was turning 27. Yeah. I was turning 27. So what has changed for you? between then and being 30 now because you guys 30 better be good because yeah, you're right. it's so beautiful though 20s have been early 20s for me honestly were good but they're in the middle it's the ghetto mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i hear you though so for you like from for well we spent 30 together yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. i know it you was there. a turn off it was, yeah. a, it was a hella birthday so what has that told you about yourself <clears throat> what's the what's the change I think turning 30, um, I kind of prepped for it because I wanted to get there. uh, Much as I didn't have the things that I wanted to achieve by 30, because you know when you're in your 20s, when I was 20, 30 looked like right now 40. Actually, not even 40 is looking closer. I can't even say that, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, because 20, you're just like, you've, you've left a teenage age. You're getting into... 20, you know, third, mm. you're in the T's now, 20, 30. Yeah, so you're adulting, exactly. Um, but when I was turning 30, I think for me, um, <clears throat> between 27 and 30, that's when I really wanted to understand who am I? Mm. What, who, why am I here? So I was asking a lot of existential questions because I really wanted to understand the reason for you know, my existence. And I thought I knew it because at 21, I'm like, I wanted to be a singer. I want to be discovered by mm. Columbia Records <laughs> and even all these random records I'd throw out of my head. You know, I just wanted to be that, like, to be a star, to be honest, you know, but um, life didn't turn out the way I was in, what I was planning for it. And I am so grateful. Mm. I am absolutely so grateful because where I am now, um, I'm achieving more than even what I wanted for myself yeah 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 Yeah. but what were what were some of those things that you did to get the answers to those questions you were asking 
I think that's mm. where a lot of people have like um all like trouble because even me I'll I'll let you know like you have all these questions and they come up in your late 20s because again you're becoming aware of these things. Mm-hmm. It's like okay. Mm-hmm. Now party is not enjoyable mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what am I here for? Mm-hmm. If you're if you've been working, it's like <laughs> If the job is killing you, by now mm-hmm. it is killing you. So you're mm-hmm. really starting to look for these answers. But mm-hmm. for you, what are some of the things you would say you did in that period? I was so desperate to find... Okay, first of all, I think let me be quite... Let me be very honest with where I was coming from. Um, I was brought up in a very religious mm. um, background. So I knew most of my upbringing, I knew a lot of the box of religion you know yeah so when i was when i started reading especially when i started to educate myself on on the conscious mind and just just being a human being you know mm. what what we are they what we more than what we are i really wanted to understand who we are and when i got into reading more and more i started to really want to and to discover who i was um so it started by wanting to unlearn first of all when i say i was <laughs> <laughs> the strongest. Like I was one of those girls who used to walk with the Bible. Yeah. Senior two. Really? <laughs> I did not know like, Yeah, I was the born again of the born again. I was the one who created like you know those those late night like after prep. No, real talk. Like after prep, I would gather my friends and I to go and like we pray and stuff. You know, really? we used to do that. Like yeah. Um, but then yeah. I realized no, it was actually a thing happening in school. Um, so I really didn't introduce it. I'm just exaggerating there. <laughs> but but I just I'm just trying to tell you that I was really deep in my religion. Still, I think there's some still some many elements I still am. Mm-hmm. Um, especially certain things that have given me guidance and direction but in terms of really not even trying to know what was beyond this box Mm. you know um it kept me locked in but then when i started to ask the questions like who really am i like well yeah it's like um where do i start from like montreal yeah, you can. Maybe you can give us like different chapters. Let's mm. say, because I think it's it's easier to explain that way. You're like maybe in this. So you've told us about the chapter of your religiousness. Yes. yes. And then. So I'm getting. I'm trying to get out of this box. Um, but I think it really happened when we moved to Canada. Mm. When we moved to Canada as my and my with my family, um, I was in a whole new environment, mm-hmm. new place. New people. I was 16 years old, still a teenager, you know, and obviously hormones. I mean, um, adolescence was at its peak. 16, it's at its peak. You're yeah, there yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, everything is so sensitive. I was so sensitive with everything, you know. Yeah. Um, I think moving to Canada um, opened up a lot because I was now starting to see the world in a different light. It was no longer just black people, Ugandans, mm. you know, um, this is our culture, this is our religion, this is how it is. Now, mm-hmm. in, I'm in an outside world looking at brown people, white mm-hmm. people, this is their culture, what's that? What's that religion? I mean, I knew these things, but I just thought, growing up, I just thought to each their own, like, I'm Christian, you know, if you're, if you're an, of another um, religion, it's like, Oh, mm. okay. There, you just stay there. I stay here. You mm-hmm. know. I never was never interested in understanding who 
tell me more about you. Mm-hmm. No, for me, it was just, this is how it's supposed to be. So coming to Canada, it was a bit of an, it was an eye opener for me. Cause then I got, I tried to really, I had brown friends, you know, yeah. my friends, one, two of my friends were Hindi. Yeah. Um, one of my friends was, was Buddhist. Mm. And these are, the, these are people that approached me. Um, when I just moved to the school, mm. you know, so I'm here looking, I'm, I'm getting new friends. And so for me, that was, that was a, a, a turning point for me, for me to understand like, these people are not even looking for it, looking at me as Tina, the Christian. They're just looking at me as, Yo, if anything, I liked, uh, Tina, the African. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, so they were attaching me with culture more than they were with yeah. religion. So even if I saw an Indian girl or someone else who was of my religion, you know, she would not look at me as Tina the Christian. She would look at me as Tina the African. Yeah. And that's how, even either way, that's how I would be looking at her too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's also been, in terms of my journey, I completely understand in terms of when you come here and change, first mm-hmm. of all, change. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. just change just makes you discover another part of yourself. Right, right. But then also, for me, I found the difference coming from a very commune, communal-based right. culture, and then you come here that this culture kind of encourages individuality. Mm-hmm. So even within, like, like it's about who are you as an individual mm-hmm. as opposed to who we are as a family, mm-hmm. as a group, mm-hmm. or this. So kind of you're forced to try and also... Not forced, but that individuality is nurtured. Exactly. And I like that you brought up the fact that discovering other people yes. helped you discover yourself Me. so let's talk about that in terms of you meeting people from different backgrounds and mm-hmm. this and that how how that helped you discover yourself Me, right honestly i'm glad you asked that question because now now let's bring it back in mm. um that was the advantage of moving to canada really truly because then i you know we, we first of all we went to an all-girls school i was i was never in an all-girls school in uganda so this coming here was my first. And I was pissed. I'm like, why am I going to an all-girls school? Like, why can't we just go to a college school? You know why? But I was like, no, this is a very, it's a good school. This is where you should go. And I'm glad it took us there. Um, for me, I was just happy, first of all, that there weren't Katie kids in school. <laughs> Transfer for me. But seeing other kids was... Seeing, no, right? <laughs> So my dad, you know, first of all, when he told us in the car, he told us this information in the car, like, you know, he had kids in Canada. Mm-hmm. If you touch, if a teacher even touches them in jail, <laughs> we, we just started laughing in the car. Like, that's not true. Me and my sister and I were like, it's, there is no way. How could they not came? <laughs> what? That's all I've known all my life. I've grown yeah. up with kids. Yeah. You know, yeah. like how, for me, I re- Belinda, I really could not understand how a school does not whip. I genuinely, in my really? little 16 year old mind, I couldn't see it. I couldn't envision it. So for me, I was shocked. Like, so wait, I'm going to be walking in the school and the, the teacher will call me out to say, your socks are not pulled up. Lie down. Like, yeah, it really was true. So for me, that was like, oh, what? But anyway, so I got into class. Um, the first girls I'm talking to, well, the first girls that talked to me were, like I said, there were two Indian girls um, and they were both Hindu. Yeah. I didn't actually get to know about that until later because, again, we're looking at yeah, you, it's facial. it's always how are you, where are you from, where are you from. That as, yeah. that question is like a how are you when you're exactly. here. Exactly. The next thing you ask everyone you meet. Where that are you was from? The, that was indeed the first question they asked. Where are you from? You know, I said I'm from Africa. Mm. You know, and then we, we we started talking and everything. We went for lunch together. Yeah. We were doing breaks together, but 
then I really started to see a version of myself in them. That version that I really didn't know. Mm. That version that wanted to know. Especially when they're asking about me. Now I'm curious about them. Because mm-hmm. they're asking, you know, especially even though the, some of their questions were a bit naive. Don't, don't always think that those naive questions come from white people. Mm. You know, like, especially the, the ones where it's like... Um, like where did you did you have TVs back home? Did you have yeah, yeah, those yeah. questions? You know, and me also I was answering proudly. Yeah, you know, but then I'm also curious about them. Like, where are you from? Like, oh, we grew up here, born and raised here. Like, how about your parents? Mm. You know. So then, really getting to know about them, I also they, obviously they were also much as they were raised in Canada, they also still had a cultural upbringing. Mm. So also getting to see from their some of from little bits and pieces from their behaviors, their cultural aspect coming out i started yeah. to understand like to really see how it's kind of closely related close closely related to us yeah yeah to yeah, the culture, yeah the african culture but um yeah so having friends from different cultural backgrounds mm. made me realize that there is a part of me that i needed to discover mm. that that was just the beginning of it that was just the, the, the what what was that difference between you meeting people from different cultures at 16 where like your eh, that extreme learning and unlearning is is a bit extreme and now at 27 mm-hmm. to towards 30 where now in terms of the people mm-hmm. and how they help you come, come back to yourself the relationships you built in your later 20s mm-hmm. how were they different in terms of helping you find home within yourself mm-hmm. from the ones that i'm not saying like yeah even 16 is is like you get what I mean. How is mm-hmm. it different for you in terms of the relationships you made now that you are a bit you are a bit aware of your dreams of this okay, things you thought were your dreams, mm-hmm. maybe they were not mm-hmm. or they are not anymore. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like the relationships that I think then then you're a uh, then I was men, a Yeah, friend, I was I, I think at twenty seven now I'm a little mature. I've also lived through a little mature. You know, keyword a little. I know, I heard you say a little, and I'm like, yeah, what are you saying? Yeah, keyword. Seven year old. Not just a little. I'm not, I'm joking. Right, right, right. But at 27, I knew a lot more than what I knew at what I knew at 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, at 27 was when I was at the peak of my really discovering of self, discovering of of what self meant to me. Mm. And self for me um, was home. First of all, oh, I hate Tina because she will answer the things that you know when you plant ask someone something and how she goes into it before you even ask. <laughs> it's like she already knows what's coming next. So really, I didn't let me know. first ask that part as you go into it because I wanted to ask you: mm-hmm. Do you think you have found home within yourself? Like, do you think it's a destination you've reached? Absolutely not. And how do you define then finding home? Yeah. If you you so you're saying it's it's a journey. If it's yes. not a destination, yes. it's a journey. Yeah. And we've heard that a lot. Mm-hmm. But then, what then do you mean that you you still found home mm-hmm. at some I point? I feel like home is the center. It's the place you come back to. So even when you're pulled to the extreme, say to your because we're we're like we're we're dualistic human beings. Everything. Every we live in a world of duality. Mm-hmm. So no matter how we think, we're one. But still, we're there's still. To ends, you know, there is bad, there is good, mm. there is heaven, there is hell, you know. Mm-hmm. So those, when you, even when you pull to those extremes of emotions, mm. both, both extremes of of your personality, of your dual sides, mm. agree to one place as being home. Mm. 
Hey. No matter what, yeah, they agree to that place. But I don't put things based to do You know, yeah. as I'm telling you this though, it's really occurring to me more, you know? Mm. Yeah, because then it, it makes so much sense. So for me, when I was really discovering myself, especially at the at my at the age of twenty seven, I was trying to look so much for the light, mm. but then um but then I was afraid to, of the darkness, you know? The shadow. The shadows. So yet yet so for me I I just kept trying to get away from home, like not trying to bring the two to like mm. to bring them together where I can merge that sad, like shameful, guilty. Yeah. I can't I don't think I can do this life. Mm. Tina versus the I'm powerful. I can I got this. Let's go. Tina. Because they are those two sides. I could not can't deny both of them. Yeah. They exist. You know? And so for, when I come to a place of home, that home is a place of agreeing to those. I'm mm. agreeing there and now they're at peace. There's almost that harmony. Yeah. So home is really for me is not a destination. I come back to it. Yeah, you you kind of go between right. between both sides. Yeah. Um, and I like that you bring up again because literally I wanted to ask this when you were saying um the power and then the sides where you're like ah oh, the shame and mm, stuff. Mm. So usually people will gravitate towards first asking about the dark side, you know, mm. the shame, the insecurities, the mm. fears that we have. But I want to first ask you about the light. Mm-hmm. Um. For me, one of the things I'm learning right now that are very clear to me, 27, mm-hmm. I feel is standing in my power. Mm-hmm. Like I've been so scared to stand in my power in terms of the power of my beauty, the power of my voice, mm-hmm. the power of of myself. Like it scares me even as I, like, you know, you do something and also with everyone's voice, like... I don't know how to explain it, but it's scary. Like, that power scares us too. Mm. So, Mm. for you, how have you Mm. found comfort in standing, especially as a black woman? Let's talk about that as well. Because when we talk about standing in our power, I know some men will listen and be like, what are they talking about? Mm -hmm. You know? Because maybe they never had that. As a woman, if I stand up, I mean, you can look at Megan, the stallion, Chloe Bailey, when she started showing off her photos on Instagram mm-hmm. because she felt good, mm-hmm. all the backlash she get, like, why is she doing that? Right. Da, 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 da. And for me, that's something I really had to, and I'm still battling. Yes. I'm not even saying that. Yes. I've, I'm still battling a lot. Um, if you follow me on my Instagram, you can think, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. this girl is confident. What? But even when I take a photo and I'm feeling myself, and I want to post it for me, like mm-hmm. it's not about others, others and, and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just something I'm proud of, something I've done. You post it there and then you start feeling, mm-hmm. where have I posted? Mm-hmm. Na, 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 na. Mm-hmm. Then you start feeling shame. You right. start feeling what? Right. And then you want to right. come back. Even right. for me with the podcast, right. someone will tell me, yo, I really like your podcast. I mean, it has, like, you know, I do da 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 da. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, really? You listen to it? Like, it's never like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. And taking that compliment. Small things like that, like taking in a compliment. Mm-hmm. How have you found that comfort in standing in your power? Because I feel like you, maybe, I don't know, your, right, your fears right, and right. stuff, but I feel like you're in a place where you're more, yeah, like, this is what I am, I'm a good teacher, I'm mm-hmm. this, like, I'm a good mother. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I open myself to to the, the darkness, let me, let me, putting it in quotes, quote-unquote, you know, I, that, that, that part of me that I always wanted to deny, suppress. Reject. Mm. I don't want to see you. You know. Mm. Um. I. 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 I had to embrace it. 
whether I was looking for the light so much, but I was forgetting that there was the other side that also needed to be heard and felt and understood. Mm-hmm. So for so, I I it was important for me to give in order for me to really understand the light. I had to get there. I had to go to the other end. I had to go to the darkness. Still, still I I I bounce back and forth. It's like a pendulum. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like ping, yeah. up, up, down, yeah. up, down. But it's good though because then I get to really find that. I think that's where I'm pulled to home because home again like you know it's a talking about home like it's a definition you can define it in so many ways but someone said home is the best word to exist like truly when you listen when you hear the word home so much comes to you like even the feeling just home the rest is just the (laughs) comfort of of peace serenity there is no confusion like home is not a place of confusion you know there's rest yeah Yeah. home is where your bed is at you know Mm. so much as like figuratively speaking of home it doesn't matter where you go, you know, you can still find home within yourself. Mm. Yeah. But also we can define home in many other ways. In but if I'm ways, speaking yeah. of home within myself, for me, like the, to get to, to walk to the other end mm. of, of dark and come even to the other end of light, you know, it really made me understand the other end. Yeah. 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 Your, whichever end I was on. So yeah. that's why coming back to the center for me, mm. you know, I'm telling you, like I'm speaking right now, but I'm like, but you're speaking to yourself. I saw it to myself. Mean. Notice that I'm, I'm. There is a project that I'm re- releasing on this very particular subject. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't even know this. Yes, but, there is. Yeah. yeah. And so when you told me and you came to me, and you're like, we're gonna talk about home. I was like, yeah. oh my god. Then I didn't know how to feel. Like, should I feel excited or should I not? Yeah. Because ex- not excited because I haven't really told anyone. Yeah. So now I'm saying it, but um, for me, it's so important. It's so important. Shadow work is important as. I like that. Let's going talk into about the negative, work, yeah, bro. going into the that that part of pain and shame and guilt and anger is just as important as going into the place of joy and and love and mm. happiness and and it's not. It's, I'm not saying going there and dwelling in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's just no, it's yeah. it's understanding it. It's it's observing it, recognizing, mm. and it's there for a reason anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, and I think you find it more when you. Okay, for me, let me mm-hmm. speak for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I found it more in periods of isolation. So, like, in my, my, I would say a shift for me happened again, how I've said on other shows that when I came to Canada and stuff, but a lot of that shift was focused on the light, you know, mm-hmm. on learning the fact that, oh, I'm this, this, this. Mm-hmm. And then last year came for me, and last year for me was still a good year mm-hmm. until I did the move, and then I've been in this isolation lockdown and there is nothing for me to to not pay attention to my to my right. shadow like before it's when you before when you felt you. anger or something or heart or shame guess what mm-hmm. i'll go to the club dance away feel mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. come back and then it doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but here where and then i'm also not living with anyone so mm-hmm. I'm, like i'm not I'm really watching for the way I project because I think mm-hmm. we project a lot of our shadows, mm-hmm. insecurities on, mm-hmm. on people around mm-hmm. us. So having to sit with it and be like, eh, eh, even when I have these feelings within me and I've buried mm-hmm. them for so long, has honestly, like what you've said, has helped me see like, oh, but then you see the exactly. connection and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. But then for you, what is one of the things you've had to unlearn the most, if you were to say? Unlearn, not learn. <laughs> Um, it was my attachment to religion. 
Mm. Yeah, it was a hard one for me. Mm. Big one for me. Even to talk about, you know, for the longest time, it was a really big one for me. Um, so I think that one was a bit of a, a, a switch because for me, I was, first of all, extremely nervous and and just like really nervous is the word to get out of what I've been told I am. Mm. So it was nerve wracking, mm. you know, but to get to the question that you asked, like, how have I been able to stand in my power? It's because I, I think I just really wanted to understand the questions that keep, that kept coming at the forefront of my memory, like the end of my head, they kept coming over and over. Like, you know, why are you here? Is this really, is this all that there is? Is this it? This like, is this it? Like, really? There's no way. There's no way. So for me, I think it really was religion. And mm. that was the biggest, the biggest, like, poof, like, mm. what? You mean it's not all, you know, because for me, it was perfect. There was nothing imperfect about it. Absolutely mm. nothing. It was mm. spotless clean. So for me to realize, oh, no. And and that that's all, that's who I defined myself. So... To, mm, so to, to remove that yeah. identity away was the hardest part for me to unlearn. Mm. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, oh my God. I don't want to get so much into um, the religion and spirituality. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. did have, um, you can check out season two, guys. We had a whole conversation right. on spirituality and religion. But um, to be specific, if anyone sees this episode art, I picked the episode art of the creation of Adam. Mm-hmm. which is a painting done that is like God and Adam. And the reason I did that is because I find a lot of our identity is defined by oh. that deep belief right. that, you know, right. your spiritual source, whatever you believe in, um, even even people who say they're atheists, there's something that you believe your source to come from or that you put exactly. your identity on. And yeah. I think it's a really, really big factor right, in right. defining yourself. But when you talk about the roles, mm-hmm. so now you're a mother. Mm-hmm. Mm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How has that journey changed for you? Because as much as now you're trying to find yourself, now it's not just about you, mm-hmm. right? Nope. Your mother, wife, okay, soon to be, to be wife. <laughs> I knew you were going to correct. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sure. You were like, wait, what? Yeah, like, no, guys, you didn't miss the wedding. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now you're moving into, I like, it's not that before you were living selfishly, just mm. about self, but, I mean, now you have to give yourself in a different way that your mother gave also, like, <laughs> your mother's, I, how are you doing, how are you navigating that? You know, it's so interesting you asked me this question. Um, let me first talk about how artists, whenever they would create something, they would call them their little babies. That is mm. so real, you know? That is so real. Mm. So when someone says, you know, an album, that's my baby, and they celebrate it for 10 years, it's so real because of it's an extension of yourself. It's something mm. that was inside of you, and now it's out in the physical, and it's there forever. Yeah. Forever. It was not. It's not in your head anymore. Now it's there physically. So... I remember before even having my, my my kid, when I would have like a project that I'm releasing, especially for me, it's a big thing, like, cause it's in there, like I, it's inside <laughs> of me. It's so hard for me to do it, you know, especially being with this imposter syndrome that yeah. we struggle with, yeah. that I've struggled with, you know? Um, so to release it and give it out there to the world for people to, it really was like, I'm deliv- it's delivering, yeah. baby, you know? And I'm now talking as a mother who has a child. Now I have a child, I have a living, human being breathing 
with a heartbeat, with a soul, you know. Yeah. I'm seeing an extension of myself in yeah. a human form. <laughs> it is a whole that different. Is so cute. <laughs> he's he's so durable. It's a whole different thing for me. How it's changed me. Wow, that is a whole album to do. Yeah. <laughs> album to do. Straight, but um, he's really just um knowing that I have an extension of myself now has helped me realize. First of all, see myself in him because there's so many things he'll do, mm. you know, that I'm like, and I'll be like, stop doing that, you know? <laughs> then I'm like, you know, that's just you doing it. That is literally a, t- a small you doing it. So there's so many versions I've seen of myself or when I'm about to get so angry at him, mm. I'll tell him, stop jumping on the couch mm. and keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. <laughs> and I, I can feel my anger going after telling him numerous times, I catch myself in that moment. Like I have now recognized with him I have found myself observing so many of my emotions, including boredom. Uh, Something we don't even yeah, think about. Yeah. I'll be like, right now I'm bored. But then I see him and I realize, oh, I'm bored, but he's right there. Like, we could play. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's made me, like, just having him, I've, I've been, I think, more now in tune with emotions that rise up. Even being mm. patient, being angry, being, you know, as some being responsible for taking care of how how he's going to eat and when he's going to go to sleep and when he's going to, you know, these are things you don't think about. You think about, you, think, you don't even think about them of yourself before you have a kid. Mm. At least I didn't. Let me speak for myself. So having mm. him, it's made me now think about me, what I want to eat, you know, oh, when I want to get yeah. up in the morning, how I want to take care of myself. So taking mm. care of him too has helped me a lot to care of myself. It's so funny. One time I was on a, a it was on a podcast, Kakazi Oral Histories. Mm. Guys, check it out. And she asked me a question like, what did your mom teach you about self-care? Mm. And I swear to God, until this day, I had never thought that my mom had taught me about self-care. Mm. Until I started to think about it, I'm like, question. my mom always, like, at home in the family, she always made sure we've you've eaten. Right. Right? Like, these are things mothers did that were like, why are they doing these things? But these are things that we should have learned mm. that they're teaching you to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to eat, whether you, like, mm-hmm. not whether you want to or not, but, but you have food. to eat. Mm-hmm. And then you have to eat a certain time before bed. My mom goes to bed, whether, whether after news, it's time for bed. Mm-hmm. And that's because, and up to now, that's something I do. I always sleep, well, earlier, if I'm not going out. Mm-hmm. And then exercise. So things that you think your mothers were doing right. because they are being mothers. Right looking at it you're like this is actual self-care that yeah. we are trying to make as an aesthetic right because maybe they were not doing it with signposts saying right eat this and, <laughs> and also saying the word self-care yeah words. they were not saying yeah. self-care they were not yeah. saying take care of yourself yeah. they were just doing what they knew as human beings we need mm-hmm. so i like that you said that tony is teaching you about how to take care of yourself absolutely yeah do you think you would have been different if you would be on a different journey if you had not become a mother, like in terms of journey of finding yourself mm-hmm. still. Yeah. <clears throat> but not different very much. I think, mm. well, then I wouldn't be a mom. So now mm. being a mom has changed a lot of aspects of myself that I really didn't even cared much about mm. when I was in my early 20s uh, or in my 20s, really. I really still had a mindset of wanting to to be a better person, of wanting to to understand who I am. There's this, this questions I was asking, you know? Why, mm. why am I here? Why do I, why, how come I can sing? How come I can write this good? How come I can... I really wanted to understand this earth, this artist 
version of me. So even though I didn't have Anthony, I know I know my art or that inner child would have led would you have there. been coming out in some kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. You've talked a lot about your yourself as a creator, as an mm-hmm. artist, and how much it's been part of your journey of finding home. Mm-hmm this um do you think you can find home within yourself without discovering your purpose like do you think for example i know you talked about teaching Mm -hmm. to bring it back to the beginning Mm -hmm. you talked about you never thought that you would be a teacher Mm -hmm. probably now that um you can tell me this when you look at yourself when you reflect back on hindsight does it feel like you see elements of that throughout your life and what like is it something that, oh God, I don't know how to phrase this. Luzungu, luzungu. It's coming, it's coming. It's coming, it's, it's but coming. I'm like. Purpose home. Um, yeah, so purpose and home is what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Because I feel the two are very, it's close. Like The closer you get to your purpose, the more you feel at home. Because actually, chasing. Oh, That's what makes us live, live, us, live home in the first place. Yeah. Right, we're going to leave yeah. home because we're we're in search. We're yeah, like yeah, looking. yeah. So for you to come back, you're aware. Your purpose is already you. You you already are that's aware. True. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's what I was trying to say. Right. I feel like if for people who are so afraid to chase their purpose, there's always that feeling within you. Yeah, like there's something missing. It's like you. It's like you built a home, but you're not again. This, the thing you said at rest. Yes. Um, you can get all this material success and. Famous people have talked about this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always say there are two types of like famous celebrities. They're the mm-hmm. ones who focus only on the material. Because I do feel you can manifest in the material world without being in your purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can play with the world's energy and stuff. And you can get all the money in the world. And you still won't be at home. You will still be chasing, chasing, chasing. Yeah. And then there are those people who you find who f- chase, who went the direction of purpose. Right. And... Maybe to you, in the, mm-hmm. to you in the material, they don't have a lot. Mm-hmm. But you talk to the guy, and the guy is kawa. Right, right, <laughs> okay, right. Like, man, yeah, life is life is good. Like yeah. you know, it's not even good, but like life. I don't like the word good because people then think the turbulent times don't come. But life, no, is, but it's it's joyful. Yeah, it's, I think it's, that's the word because also joyful, even though things are bitter or mm. not going as good, you still have this feeling that is like, everything is okay. Though. Yeah. Everything is good. It's like being at home with your family. Yeah. Those days, your family exactly. annoys you. Exactly. But when you come home from a long day, you're at home. Yeah. Like, that's it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, I'll be, I'll be at my home, like, here, and I'm like, you know, you've had a bad day or what. Even when you're depressed, there's still that feeling when you come home. Mm-hmm. Like, you just like, I'm home. Mm-hmm. So... So for me, now, even now, living home, when yeah. I say, I remember when I was going to Montreal, I told my, my parents, like, um, I'm, I, I, I really want to, I want to find out more about, about me, you know, so I'm, I'm leaving. Mm. And they were really confused by that. Like, are you sure, you, you know, you I had no job, no money, you know, I'm, here I am just going to a whole different city. Mm. You know, my mom was completely against it because she was very scared that her kid is going off with no job, no, you know, mm. like, where are you going? What are you, you know? But they, but my dad saw my passion because even him as an artist, he saw my passion, he saw how much I desired this. Like, yeah. and he knew, he mm. knew. I remember he dropped me off the bus station with my bags to go to Montreal. He dropped me up. But mind you, let Come me tell on. you, let me tell you how he, I could see he knew. He's like, Tina, 
you're going to do well, mm. you know? Mm. Um, and I liked that because it was so comforting for coming from him. Mm. So he knew what it meant to leave home. And he knew that if anything, you know, it was necessary for me to leave, to find out what is this I'm seeking. You can't find, there's some things that you need to get out of home. To, home is where you know, like, I'm here. This, it's comfort. It's, it's comfort, it's, yeah. It's, it's, you know, how do I say it? It's, a, it's that feeling of I'm at peace. There is... At so ease. for you to leave, it's because you've got you have questions, and and it's it's okay to leave to find out. You know, you gotta gather, but you just gotta know where you are though, because yeah. sometimes you can leave home a little too far. And I'm also talking about yourself, and you end up getting so sucked into where you've left to. Mm. You know, you forget mm. to come. You forget to come back. Mm. Come back. Come back to the center. That's the name of the song. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, like no, what I was gonna say, yeah, so so coming back home, um like now literally when I would come leave Montreal to come back home, I would be so happy. Cause mm. when I was leaving at first, I'm I'm first of mm. all leaving like I'm getting away from here from people who are telling me, do this, do that, you know? Mm. But when I was away from them, I realized how much I love home, how much it means to me. That, you know, I started to appreciate home. Yeah. When I've left. And I will know this with my child. The moment he will leave home, I will know that he will appreciate home yeah. more. He might be appreciating it, appreciating yeah. it, but he might appreciate it more when he leaves to go find out. Go, go. Get those questions. Get those answers yeah. that you're looking for, you know? Just be careful when you're out there. <laughs> and I think for the listeners who think that this has to be just a physical move, because like right. for me and you, it was a physical move. Because right. same, when I was living to come here, I had no family here and I literally, for me to come to Canada, I woke up and I'm like, guys, I'm done with Uganda. I loved Uganda, yo. I was living my best life. But I woke up one day and I'm like, there's something that's not sitting right with me Mm -hmm. and I'm leaving, I'm going to this. And my mom is the one who was like, go. Like she saw it also. She's like, go. Okay, how she said, like, <laughs> that's what my mom said. She's right there. Like, you learn how to make your decisions take care and yourself. take care of yourself and figure it out. Like, so she encouraged me and stuff, but again, it's not just, I have, I've, I've also left home in sense of jobs for mm-hmm. me that's been also a pattern in terms of me com- coming home mm-hmm. so it's not that it's a physical home but there are jobs i've been at and again like tina said guys don't be afraid to search yeah it's 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 going to it's going to be scary and it's good because i think I've all, we've also had this conversation where you say nervous is being nervous is good i i tell this to my students now i teach singing Mm. Um, beginner vo- voice technique. I tell this to my students. They usually come in. Sometimes they don't even show their cameras. They teach, teach on Zoom. They don't show their cameras. Mm. They're just so shy. And I always begin with that. I would mm. say, if you're feeling nervous, good. I'm nervous too. Look, I don't know who you guys are. Yeah. You know? Well, some of them, if I have new students coming in, mm. um, I usually, you know, I don't know who they are. So I'm feeling nervous. I let them know. Being nervous is absolutely good. So it, I think people sometimes think for you to get out of home, you have to be in your best self. You have to be your absolute best self. Mm-hmm. You have to have all the, you know, you just have to have the, the right, the, the, the tools that will take you, you know, mm. of faith, yeah. you know, um, 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 belief, courage. And remember, mm. courage is not the absence of, of fear. So be, it's okay to be, be afraid. Just that, that courage, that mm. little courageousness, it's going to take you. And if you have those questions... 
Yeah. They're there for a reason. They're being asked for a reason. And they want to get louder. And now here's what I actually wanted to tell you before we go. Like, I really wanted to mention this. When I went to Montreal, I was going thinking that I was trying to um, to discover this girl, you know, this artist, you know, I wanted to do something outside of Toronto, you know, maybe someone is going to appreciate my art. Maybe someone, that's, that's really what I was going for when mm, I was going. Mm. But the universe had a whole different thing mm-hmm. in mind mm-hmm. because then I was leaving home to find home. Mm. I was leaving my physical home to mm. find the home within me. Within you. Because yeah. I, I didn't know who that that was. That that's who I wanted to find. Yeah. Who is this person? So I went. I went I I went, I did things like going for a ten day retreat. I think mm. I've told you about this. That was the, the if it's the most most mm. fundamental, like the most important trip of my life, mm. I should say. So so I started to do things that wanted to, that started to answer those questions. Yeah. Now when I'm realizing in my when I'm thirty now I'm realizing all those things I was doing 27, 28, 29, um, they were actually answering a lot of questions mm-hmm. that I had, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So really, like, home yeah. is just the place to be. <laughs> Yo, that's a, I think that's what we'll close with because I was going to ask, like, what, what's your advice for people, last words or stuff? But I think you've put it um, perfectly. Like, in And terms you know what's of, like, interesting? Mm. someone who might be listening to this um, might have been also asking themselves that question of really just, you know, because it's, it's also, you, you, especially if you've been identifying with someone or with, that, with a version of you for so long, mm, mm. you know, that you forget there's a flip side, especially that sometimes that side comes, but you really yeah. want to close it. No, I don't want to see it. You want to yeah. block it all yeah. the way. It keeps coming through. It's, it's, it's you can't sweep things under the carpet and don't expect the dust to not smell from under the carpet. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna want to come every and it's, time. It's only going to want to come out more, more and, and more. more. The more you suppress it, the more it wants to come exactly. out. Exactly. Like and it can come out in forms that you don't want it to. So yeah. for you to ask, for you, so just to go back to the person who's listening to it, this may this might be just be like the beginning of finding home, you know? Especially yeah. if you're defining it, defining it to that place of of identity of, of self of of um understanding who you truly are yeah you know then then you you let yourself go let yourself fly and hey my guy i told you tina ford remember that name <laughs> remember? <laughs> no for real though like man you thank you for that thank you for that and like we said at the beginning, when I started this season, I said we're defining home as returning to yourself, and I think these are things that um, we will get into with on other episodes. So in mm-hmm. case like you're listening to this and it's like, yeah, I get what they mean, but uh, for me it's different. Um, we are going to get into finding home within your body, for example. There are mm-hmm. some people who, like you know, there's a journey there as well, finding home within your body, within your mind, emotions, within love, like your body. Yeah, within your body, we're going there as well. Um, in love, in friendships as well. Um, we didn't even get time to talk about boundaries and fencing your home because you have to protect your home. So mm-hmm. protecting your home as oh, yourself. You know, you can always bring me back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear we'll we'll vote on that. But yeah, 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 that's that's something I'd actually want to. Oh, I wish we got into that because I think that's a big part of it as well. Mm. I'm okay. I'm learning. 
um, that uh, what is that saying? The grass isn't always it's greener yeah, where you water it and stuff. Yeah. I also feel protection comes into finding home. You'll think okay, I found home within yourself, but if you're not putting the right things in place to again guard yourself your energy and things like that. You can completely hey, just, yeah. You'll be there, girl. Someone yeah. has taken over your home. <laughs> and I think also, even, even like, just to tell you this, like, when I started to understand what shadow work is, mm-hmm. so if, if anyone is wondering what that is, it's really observing the negative emotions and embracing them. I don't like the word negative emotions. Well, quote-unquote. Let's yeah. use that. Quote-unquote. You yeah. Know? Because they're, yeah, they're, I'm learning they're not negative. Right. But yeah. then also, they're emotion, um, they're emotion. <laughs> but but it's understandable why someone would call them negative. Because sometimes, it, depending on the 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 reaction or yeah. extent of what this emotion could cause. But see, language is very important. So when someone hears negative emotion, even as you explain shadow work, mm-hmm. that's why people don't go there because it's negative. And mm-hmm. as human beings, you don't want... Negative. Do you know when I was seeing negative, what I was thinking actually in my head, what I had, uh-huh. I had the battery, and I saw positive oh, and negative. negative. So okay. for me, there wasn't any attachment to it. It was oh. just, it was just we're on the other side. There wasn't. Oh, okay. It's lower or oh, higher. It's okay. just when it on a different on end. Different yeah. End, yeah, but but really, I also understand what you mean. Sometimes and also the way it's been used and yeah. displaced, and yeah, people don't want to go. Remember, to we're living in the generation of emotion. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why I'm like, we have. Yeah, to and it's like, and the whole think positive. Think positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, you were saying about shadow work. Yeah, so so shadow work is really observing those and quote unquote, you mm-hmm. know, those emotions that um that have a, a can make have a lower vibration of, mm. of your energy. Like, but anger actually doesn't have a lower vibration. It's pretty. It's pretty loud. It's, it's really loud. Um, but yeah, so visiting those emotions that you really don't that you don't like, you don't really, you've never understood mm. or don't want to go there. Yeah. And for me, it started with when I went to the 10 day retreat, when I yeah. went for this Vipassana, there was a meditation, it was called Vipassana meditation. Um, I realized that I was, I actually had girds, it almost like I had girds in my head yeah. that were fighting those, those, every time that it, an, an emotion of shame or of guilt would show up, mm. I try to fight it, mm. you know, it's, or, or, or I end up sinking into it, yeah. not absorbing and I end up dwelling into it. Either yeah. I become too shameful mm. or too guilty or too angry or too sad. Yeah. Like I wouldn't come out of that emotion. I wouldn't be the observer like, okay, I'm sad. How is it making me feel? How, I, yeah. how is it? What's happening with my body? Yeah. What's happening with my with my mind? How is this thought running? Like so, literally observing the entire emotion that the emotion doesn't have control of me now. Mm. I have control of it. Yeah. In a sense, so shadow work sometimes can. So what I wanted to say is when I was doing shadow work, mm. I would find myself dwe- it's like sinking deep into it. You know. That's me sometimes. Yeah. Oh. So you have to be so aware. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's okay. You know, just just come like I will use what. I got from this from this retreat that I went to. Yeah, everything arises and pass away and passes away. Mm. So even when you go deep there, you're still gonna come back out. But yeah. just be just always be aware yeah. of where you are. So creating boundaries, which you said, well, we're talk you talking about it. Creating boundaries is so important mm. for not just for others but for yourself. For yourself, yeah. I'm not even like I think a lot of boundaries again people look at it as other people. Mm-hmm. No, and that's how I used to look at it as well. But when I started setting them, one, first of all, you'll be shocked at how 
affirmed you feel in yourself that you chose you, that you chose yourself. It's like, hey, okay, like you be like, I can't set a boundary because I'm yeah, gonna yeah, lose yeah, the yeah. relationship. What? And then yeah. you set it. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, by the way, guys, when you're setting boundaries, sometimes people are going yeah, to leave. Yeah. Like it's not that people have to stay there for no. your boundaries. No. And it would hurt. Has, it could and hurt, it hurt. Yeah. And then you have to go through again. Also, that heart is something that you have to go through as opposed to just push, pushing it away. But there's a way you feel affirmed and you're like, you know what? You're still good. Like and you're like, okay. And then even when you talked about shadow work, for me another part of shadow work I've been doing is knowing the shadows to my light so like for example yes. i'm a very passionate person yeah so sometimes i can be quick to anger because mm-hmm. you know when and now you, you see those are polarized yeah they're, they're in sync so so passion yeah has it's almost the same vibration as, as anger, anger yeah. yeah so i had to become aware of that that yeah the same energy it maybe it may come from the same source like right. again finding that Balance where right. it's like integration. Yeah, like yeah. okay, eh, banange, seek a passion. You don't mm-hmm. have to be like so mm-hmm. <laughs> angry and like uh, again the spectrum and stuff. But also ego work for me has mm. been in terms of finding home, checking my ego. A lot of people when they hear ego, you think of me, but not mm-hmm. me. I'm a big man. Mm-hmm. No, but like that story you tell ego ourselves. Also, ego, if by I, the way, even ego, ego can be you. yeah, ego protects you. Yeah. It's like, all that helps it's, it's boundaries, that, by the way. Yeah, it's the identity. Yeah, yeah. It's, ego is like, like the story you you tell yourself that right. you're so attached to. You're like, right. but me, I'm this way. Right, me, right. this, this, this. And ego doesn't have to be just like the things of like me. I'm like this. Mm-hmm. Ego sometimes is that story. Is that story in your mind where like me, I'm not deserving. Mm. You know. You have to rear, and then mm. you're going to self sabotage. So mm-hmm. This is what I was talking about observing. But because even those positive emotions, like well, I'm saying positive again, yeah, yeah, yeah. but those, um, those quote unquote, and I use in quotes, mm. you know, positive emotions that 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 we we face, they can also have like they they have um, they just have a certain impact on on our on us, just just the same as negative mm. emotions. Mm. I think why a lot of times like people fear so much or they chase so much the light mm. it's because of the fear of not seeing you know mm. so what i wanted to say is observe be, being the observer yeah so ne- being neither the one that is that is the light or yeah. the one that is the dark but being the one that's observing who you are when you're when yeah. you're in the dark who are you when you're sad yeah. Who are you when you're so joyful? Yeah. So you, to recognize those emotions is to to really also help you have to gain control of mm, of, mm. Of, of direction and also of boundaries, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that's how the ego plays. So you observe the ego because sometimes you think you might not think it's the ego talking, right? You know, and it's the ego <laughs> checking the ego itself. <laughs> and then once you start, when you're getting into like that power we talked about at the beginning, where you're discovering your power, I you can mm-hmm. get also into your ego. You can mm-hmm. be like, you know what? Hey, I'm so powerful. Mm-hmm. That people like me. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's also to... something you have to pull back. Exactly. And, and for those who are like, what the hell are they talking about in terms of observing? Mm. That's something I will get into in the conversation of body because mm. it's something for me body and mind as well mm. um yoga and meditation has helped a lot but yoga because meditation That's a lot of people talk about meditation 
but being aware of my physical body has helped me a yes. lot in this journey where like even if I'm not observing in my mind that okay I'm becoming angry I can literally feel that yes. energy come into my body yeah. <laughs> and I'm like but, hey. but, but, but that's how oh, you know everything that. is in sync. Like <laughs> yeah. your emotions, yeah. your emotions have an effect on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and every part, everywhere else too. Your mind. Your, and, yeah. yeah. So, guys, me and Tina will go here. You will stay here the whole day listening to the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, maybe we'll have her back for another episode. Let us but... know. Let us know. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for and having me. And that was it for this episode of Can We Talk? I will put um, Tina Ford's information in the description box below their link to the soundtrack is in the description box below as well um i have not put out music in a while but that is something to watch out for yeah truly truly because i know that's that's i'm getting i'm i'm I'm, I'm home away from home. Yeah. So let me just say that. Let me leave it at that. So She's yo, coming. just watch. Remember that song? <laughs> I'm coming home. I'm coming home. <laughs> tell the world. I'm coming home. <laughs> they went to something. We didn't know. I but know. Yeah, that was it for this episode of Can We Talk? A for a minute. A. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to leave a review rating and don't forget to hit the subscribe button follow us on social media at can we talk podcast on instagram and check out the website can we talk podcast.online to catch up on the blog and old episodes that was it for this week it's your girl belinda also known as Munakampala. until next time can we talk <laughs>